Hello and welcome to part five. Um, yeah, we're just gonna keep going with the devil within. Uh, of course, you can feel free to read along and archive of our own. And whenever you're ready, we can begin. Chapter five: The Devil Within. Just tell me. I need to know. He breathed in deeply. I must be honest with you. His head lowered, making all of his ink-black hair fall over his shoulders onto the water as his body morphed. Strange tentacle-like red appendages grew from his back, extending far past his head. Smaller lines like veins connected between them, reminding you of webbing. Your breath caught in your lungs as his tentacle forms wings. His head rose again, but where there was a shadow of red in his eyes before, were now fully red irises surrounding black pupils. His long lashes shadowed his high cheekbones. His voice, that had once been velvety, sounded now as if he spoke with the voices of three people. He shoved his hair from his face. When you notice the sharp red nails on blackened fingertips faded into his peachy skin. I don't understand. You eyed him confused, rummaging in your head for any clue of what he actually might be. Are you a monster? He floated around, unsure of anything. So quick to label everything a monster. But I don't see myself as such. Still, his hand outstretched towards you waiting patiently. Itachi. I know. Prove to me that you are everything I saw. That strong, resilient woman. And I will tell you everything. He whispered, which made his voice echoed in your head three times. Mustering up all of your courage, you place your palm in his, as slowly he pulls you in back to his lap, your head resting upon his still beating heart. Your heart's still racing, but curiosity is not yet satisfied. What are you? You ask, gazing into his alien eyes. His beauty had not faded, only become more mystical. I am a fairy, and no, not the happy little ones you humans seem so fond of. You wipe the image of Tinkerbell from your mind. into his speech. He smiled. 
He said, and he passed his hands along your head. But we were in secret sometimes, interfering with the humans as I have. Others also do in the reality. So, Mr. Fox. He is my familiar, a pet of mine, keeping a protective watch over you. Ah, you say, connecting the fox's behaviors and actions. But why me? I have seen you plenty of times as I have wandered this little land. I call it people watching. He smirked a little and you couldn't stop the small head shake of disapproval. I saw you walking once, but I could not bring myself to say anything. But when I saw you alone, with those sadness in your eyes, I wanted to help. But I feared a strange man approaching you alone. In the woods, would not lead you to have a very positive impression of me. You wrap your arms around his torso, muffling a soft laugh. <laughs> I'm going to assume that that means you also agree with my logic. So I sent my fox to lead you the way to me and to the border between the worlds. The lake and the mountain? He nodded. Yes, that is why so many people disappear there. But then I got nervous. I thought maybe you wouldn't like me. So I hit with it. But you fell into the water and I had no choice. You could have landed on that fairy realm with the land of the beasts, so I had to save you. You nodded, your head filling up with so many more questions, but you wanted to know how he got into your dreams. How is that possible? You looked beautiful in your sleep, and I wanted to know more about you. So I entered your dreams to see who you were. Who brought you to me alone and dejected? So I entered and I dressed up like who you were and are, and you chose not to forget me. Ah, did you think I would forget? You asked, running your fingers through his hair. He smirked, a sinister gleam in his red eyes. No. The way you were looking at my ass meant anything. Your mouth dropped open as you looked down into the water. Oh, okay, you saw that. <laughs> you said awkwardly. He grabbed your chin and pulled your head up. I didn't say that was a problem. 
Your face became as hot as lava. Anyways, does this mean I can see you outside of my dreams? He nodded. How? Visit the lake once again. I cannot travel far from the portal. Your shoulders slumped. Does that mean you cannot come to me? <laughs> he said, giving you a hug. I wish I could. That's why I visit you in your dreams. I love this world. And our people have rules that they enforce. How could I be with you forever? It's now scraped along your back. As a fairy, we live forever. And I could never ask you to abandon your home for me. Plus, you have to transform yourself from a human into a fairy. And I would never ask you to do that. You don't have to ask. But I will ask you to think about it. Things are easier said than done. But if you insist, tonight I'll wait for you. At the top of the lake at midnight, I will be there. And if you choose not to come, I will only continue to visit you in your dreams. I'll be there, I promise, you said. Your eyes opened and you found yourself awakening from your slumber. Mr. Fox sound asleep at your lap. Picking up yourself when you saw the time, three in the afternoon. More than enough time to get ready. Picking up the fox, you placed him in the recliner. Your eyes fell upon the flower that glowed beautifully and your heart swelled with warmth. I'm going to do this. You went online, editing the deed to your home, texting your friends and Merry Christmas. As you walked around your home, your hands feeling the paint and the old chips on the wall, enjoying the smell of books that littered your home. Scamping around, sounding up on the floor as the fox came towards you. You let him jump into your arms. Hey, Mr. Fox. You're gonna see Daddy tonight. Night came quickly and your nerves were tingling in excitement. Leaving your car behind, you walked towards the woods, Mr. Fox happily trotting along. The only things you brought with you was your cell phone and laptop and other chargers. You walked quickly the empty road when you hear the sound of a car in the distance. The woods is only two minutes away and you checked your cell phone over at the 11 p.m. Maybe you were early, but you really couldn't judge how long it would take you to get up there. You know, you had gone to the lake but you'd just been following Mr. Fox for the first time. This time you were better prepared with a thicker coat and hiking boots and enough energy and excitement to make it all the way there with a smile. Your phone vibrated as its lights blinding in the darkness. You squint your eyes as you read the text. Marcus. Ah, uh, what could you possibly want? You asked Mr. Fox. What are you doing? Why the fuck is he texting me for? The fox began to bark, turning its head towards the road. You looked under the road, 
trying to see anything in the cover of darkness, but goosebumps erode at your skin. This can't be good. If Mr. Fox is barking, that means trouble can't be far behind, you reasoned. You quicken your pace, hearing the sounds of tires on gravel. What the fuck is happening? You began to jog, your hiking boots slitting along the concrete. The car drove towards you, a honk making you jump out of your skin. Yo, YN. You turn and see Marcus in the driver's window. What the fuck do you want? You ask as you continue to walk. Came to bring you a present my family got for you. But when I went to your house, you weren't there. Where are you going? It's Christmas Eve. I'm going for a walk, you say, hoping he'd leave. I'll join you. No, thanks. I'll be fine. You say your eyes are focused on the metal gate. We'll just park and we can. You ran, not listening to the word. The fox leading the way to the thicket. You can hear the car swerve, but you know better than to think that he left. Making your way through the stony path, past the warning signs as you ducked and weaved to the branches. Ben! Stop! Marcus' voice screamed in the distance. And this is it for chapter 5. Chapter 6 will be the conclusion, so please stay tuned. Thank you.